Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. We're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo has a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Down, Down Under. Under. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT podcast. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to a new series and actually yes. a new addition to the Drag Race family. And we've family. We're family. We're family. Yes. We've rattled straight on from season 13 right onto Drag Race Down Under. We're very excited. So it's a combination of New Zealand and Australia. Yes, there's representation from both camps. Look, for anyone who was new to the podcast, mm-hmm. we want to say welcome. You're listening to one of the best RuPaul Drag Race podcasts. Even if we reviews, do say so ourselves. Okay. <laughs> Um, the best in the UK, number one rated Spotify on the charts, uh, Apple, uh, Podchaser, you name it, we're there. Thanks to our loyal fan base. Yes, thanks to our loyal fan base. So what we do is we look at the, we actually watch the, if people don't know this, we yeah. watch the Drag Race. We don't We don't watch it beforehand. No. We sit down, we make us a few drinks, uh, a cocktail. So what are you drinking right now? An espresso martini. It's a breakfast cocktail. Yeah. It's breakfast yeah, it's cocktail. Breakfast. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 9 a.m. on a Sunday here. Um, <laughs> That's, that's okay. We're podcasting. How else do you get through the working day? Absolutely. You got to say yeah, the edge off somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> so we watch the show uh, first time. We watch it live and then mm-hmm. we pause it throughout and then we talk about what we're seeing. This time around, we're going to have to work harder at avoiding spoilers because Drag Race Down Under does actually air, I think, about 24 hours earlier down under compared to the uk so we've got to stay off instagram for 24 hours now. what we do is we watch it live so that we get our own reactions because i mm-hmm. hey, there's nothing worse nothing more worse than when i have to watch something and someone's already given me the opinion or i've already like yeah. someone told me what's happened because then you don't really experience it organically you don't yeah. know this but you you watch the show with a bit of bias because yes. you already know what's happening or someone's already told you how they feel about it yeah so then you watch the show with that feeling in mind and without knowing it's already affected the way that you view it so what we do mm-hmm. is that we avoid every kind of spoiler we don't we don't watch it and then think about what we're going to podcast about and then we podcast we turn on the mics we put on the show and we do it live so, so you get our instant and organic and our first impression dilated raw yes raw isn't it so well, this we... community tom well need to be raw careful what is... i say <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> um, wrong message so a bit about us anyway for any new listeners yes. so i am a psychiatrist i work in the nhs i have a qualification in cognitive well actually just about to get accredited in cognitive analytic therapy so that's my background and um, are you working as a psychiatrist? I work as a general adult psychiatrist. That's all you've got to see it, Tom. Um, <laughs> Wrap it up. Thank Wrap you. It up. Make it, make it you. punchy, make yeah. it snappy. <clears throat> but like we always say, don't we? I'm not here to analyse the girls. I'm not here to label them or diagnose them with anything, God forbid. It's just that's my perspective. And quite often, especially when there are bits of controversy or conflict in the show, we like to try and break that down a little bit and try and see where people are coming from. All our opinions are our own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. TM. Yeah, it's, it, absolutely. Yeah. Spinning the GNT TM. 
That's now, a double T. Paolo, can you tell me, who are you? What's your background? I'm just here. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride, really. I'm here to do the editing. <laughs> so I have a background in performance, and it's really, really amazing that we're looking at Dragos Down Under because I'm from New Zealand. I'm you from are. Auckland. Um, uh, the nice parts. Of, oh, they're all nice. They're all nice, aren't they? Glowing, exactly. Glowing jewel in the crown of New Zealand. Yes. So I used to dance um, with a group in a company in, uh, in Auckland, and that's where I kind of got my first taste mm-hmm. of like really, really dancing. And then I got into some amateur theatre. Then I came into uh, London. Then I started dancing a bit around here. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just uh, podcasting my life away, really. So that's what we do. So what we do is we look at the show and we analyse it from our own perspective. Mm-hmm. Tom really does have a mental psycho. What He looks at that that part <laughs> of it, the psyche behind the drag queens. I like to look at the performative elements. But ultimately, we watch it as super fans of the we show. We do. And that's the main thing, yeah. isn't it? We're super fans. We've seen the only now it has been highlighted lately we have there is one franchise we've not seen and that's drag race thailand yes. which i intend to rectify soon but otherwise especially when it comes to the us the uk holland canada and now down under we are pretty well versed yep. aren't we oh we're power verse and oh. uh, in the realm of drag race we're power verse aren't Again, we careful what you say tom, exactly right tom what do you know about new zealand and australia being well, from the british lands Isles, wales whatever this is i'd like to mention so i did work for six months in new zealand as well so i have immersed myself in kiwi culture <laughs> yeah. at one point you know. so i'm kind of part you so, know, yeah, part i'm basically kiwi, kiwi. Really kiwi i'm basically kiwi so um i guess the most prominent in the uk you know kylie and danny minogue are super popular here and i'm very excited very excited that they're going to be guest judges um i love um priscilla queen of the desert what a fantastic movie you've seen that several times Mm -hmm. um other like camp amazing australian movies like muriel's wedding um strictly ballroom that kind of stuff um and then from new zealand i love flight of the concords um i love some of the films i love the marvel films that taika waititi has uh, directed yes um, and he's also a judge. What, what amazing coups. There are going to be some like really, really, the real coups as guest judges, I think. Coups, okay. Yeah. How about you? You're, you're the actual Kiwi here. Well, everything that everyone's going to think that they know about New Zealand, it's just so, it's just so, so part of that culture. I'm mm-hmm. just so immersed in it that everything that you you say, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm very, very like, I'm not underwhelmed, but it's very, very, uh, it's, I mean, that's my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a Kiwi, but I do really hope, I see what I want to see. I want to see uh, Kapahaka Katoa. Okay, yeah. I want to see, I want to see a Porphyry Pirouettes. I want to <laughs> see, I want to see someone bring up Mana. I want to, I really do want to see the, the girls who are from New Zealand mm-hmm. bring up a bit of the Maori culture. I hope some of them does. That will, I would, I swear that would make me so happy to see that representation yes. in the art form of drag and the appreciation mm-hmm. of um, our relationship. It's, that's what I want to see. Um, I guess maybe to clarify, because we've not mentioned it yet for any new listeners, you're Samoan, aren't you? Yes, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just, Where are you going with it? No, just to like highlight that that's why I'd like to see such representation, I'd imagine. Okay, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, is there, I, I hope, is there a problem? I really do hope that we get to see. So, drag has changed so much, and mm-hmm. I'll probably talk about it more and more as we go through, but drag has changed so much since I moved here to the UK yeah. four, four, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see how it's developed and how it's blossomed. I also want to see how much of an influence RuPaul's Drag Race, not drag, mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race, 
has changed or has helped influence mm-hmm. the drag in New Zealand because I still remember what drag was like. I remember seeing the entities that are buckwheat, the the power and the flamboyancy mm-hmm. that is Ribena. Now, yeah. these are the iconic drag queens of New Zealand. And uh-huh. there is, they're, they're a staple. They are there. They have done the hard work. Mm-hmm. They were there before it was popular, before it became cool. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like West Side Story, cool. But <laughs> before it became cool, these are our pioneers. These yeah. are the leaders of our drag. And... Maybe I'm going to learn more, but I do want to see what influence um, has helped change and shape the drag mm-hmm. that I kind of remember from there. But then again, then again, when I look at New Zealand, I do want to see a bit of uh, humor. Because you talk about um, Waititi, Taika Waititi's mm-hmm. has humor. You know, I know straight away when I watch one of his films, especially when it's in the Marvel realm. Yeah. I know exactly. Okay, that's definitely... I'm laughing so hard. Thor Ragnarok was the yeah. best written. I'm laughing so hard. That them. is such Kiwi humor. Yeah. That's the that's the Kiwi humor that laid back, hey bro, so hey cuz. And then mm-hmm. so I'm I'm really excited. I really am. I mm-hmm. I'm also really, really nervous for them because it's it's like they've been they've been uh what's popular here euro eurovision yeah. it's almost well, like australia's part of eurovision it's like now yeah, new zealand isn't oh. so i didn't know about eurovision until i moved here and i'm like wow it's it's literally the the gay um yeah it's the gay super bowl exactly really, and, in, and in the so there wasn't as big because maybe we were invited it feels like new zealand's been invited to the Super Bowl. So I'm so excited that we are invited and I'm nervous for them because mm. obviously they feel there'll be a lot of pressure on them to really, really perform. And they're better. Yeah. <laughs> and that pressure is real because I am waiting here to see some amazing stuff. I also want to see like Mr. G. Mr. G, like yeah. we, we quote him all the time. Jamea and Mr. G, we uh, quote in the daily. Chris Lilly, he is an icon. He's another person I hope is going to be a guest judge. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God you're here. <laughs> Where have you Where been, have you, been, you, been, you bitch? bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Just things like that. Uh, I'm ready to laugh. I, I really am. I really want to get into it. I can see this it. being a very irreverent and humorous season. Yep. I'd love it if they did the, you know, like, like they did in Drag Race UK, you know, uh, Australian icons as a runway. Um, yes. In the first episode, that would be great. Um I think probably time to crack on with the reprints. There is something I wanted to touch on, though, wasn't there? Because there was a bit of a controversy um, prior, well, around the time of the Meet the oh, Queens. Oh, absolutely. A bit of um, blackface and a bit of racism and a bit of tattooing. So, um, <laughs> All those things. To Tom, this is, this is our realm. Now, we... Regardless of what happens, we like to see the artists mm-hmm. and what and how they perform on the show. Yeah. When that Sherry Pie controversy happened on season twelve, yeah, we gave our piece about it. If you want to hear about it, please do. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to erase erase what we didn't erase mm-hmm. what Sherry Pie brought to the show. We well, didn't. Our, we, um, our attitude in this kind of situation is kind of for the sake of reviewing the show, we kind of have to separate the art and the artist, don't mm-hmm. we? Um, and I guess that just to be explicit, the two things that we're referring to, are, it was revealed that Karen from Finance had a tattoo on her leg, I believe, of a gollywog, um, which for anybody who doesn't know what that is out there, it's a, a racially, stereotypically, hugely offensive uh, doll of a black person, which have been very, very sadly a part of, of kind of 
Western culture for a very long time and have been recognized, thankfully, within the past decade or two as hugely offensive and don't have any place in this society. Karen's had the tattoo erased and has expressed a lot of contrition and, and remorse around that. There we go. We can. It's up to the individual what they make of that, I mm-hmm. think, and the apology. Similar thing with Scarlett Adams is that I'm sure there are about 10 pictures of like different forms of cultural appropriation in blackface that she she adorned herself in and performed in. Um, one of which was particularly offensive, I think, because it was of indigenous people of Australia. And given, you know, we were talking about this, weren't we? And yeah. how it's still a very current issue. I mean, it's a current issue around the world, but it feels like the oppression of indigenous people in Australia is more profound than in a lot of places. Is that fair to say? I do want to say that a lot of people, when they think of Australia, they do think of Thor. Mm-hmm. They think of Kylie Minogue. Yeah. They think of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. They think of, um, who was Tom Cruise's ex-wife, Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman, yeah. They think about these amazing entities and star powers that come from it. Mm-hmm. And I think people haven't dived enough to realise actually racism is quite real and very, very still quite prominent in Australia and we're, in a lot of the parts. We're, we're obviously being quite careful not to say that obviously all Australian people are not racist. We're not saying that in the, any way. That's exactly before. what I'm saying. As a Kiwi, I'm telling you, that all, don't trust an Australian. We're, 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 I could. I joke, JK. Yeah. I see JK. And I'm sure like anybody in Australia who's listening to this, if, if you're a fan of Drag Race, I sincerely hope and you know, I'm sure that you're not a racist in any way, shape or form. Um, but it does seem to be like there's work to be done yeah. um, in, in Australia. And perhaps it'll come up again. Um, and we, we have wondered because I have heard certain comedians, Chris Lilly being one of them, actually, justifying use of uh, brown face or black face, um, saying that things are a bit more relaxed in inverted commas. I'm, I'm quoting that actually in Australia. And that was only a few years ago. Yeah, I need to step in a little here mm-hmm. and say Chris Lilly, who did Jamey and um, Mr. G and also, Jonah from Tonga. So Jonah was the particularly, the character that generated a lot of offence. Yes. I, the, the racism between, he, that's a Pacific Island. That's, that's one of my people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Pacific Islander. He was doing Pacific Island. I, I, I don't know if it's to the same level of, what Scarlett Adams did mm-hmm. with the indigenous people there because it's still so raw and because actually much, you can't say that it's more brutal, but it's actually much more, it's, it's quite severe, mm-hmm. the history of Australia. Yeah. So for Scarlett Adams to quite, not just do it once, not do it twice, but a few times, it, it does, I do have a few questions and yeah. I do, I want to hear Scarlett Adams talk about it yeah, I, I really do. She, I want to hear Scarlett Adams talk about it. She has made statements about it, and yeah. she's apologised. She said that it was um, about ten years, eight or ten years ago, when she said that she was a lot more young, a lot more. I'm not excusing her in any way, by the way. I'm saying what she said, um, and that's that. And she doesn't appear to have done it since. We need to also remember, drag has never been a family TV show. Drag as an art form, as a mm-hmm. performance form, it was never supposed to be put on TV for people, for us to say that's too much. Drag is a is a big F you. It's a middle finger yeah. to everything that is normal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
a lot of I'm not saying that racism is okay, but they did poke fun at things that no one else would poke fun at. Yeah. That's what they did. They they are offensive people. <laughs> Just They're offensive very, people. They right? are the most offensive people that you can think of. Don't expect to see a family friendly show uh, when yeah. you go to a drag performance. They're not there to look, you know, so that you can have a cuppa while your daughter's <laughs> there rocking back and forth with a with the dumbing. That's not what drag queens are. They are there to say f you to everything, and they are the most offensive people. So I, 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 we have spoken about this. I'm not, I'm not saying this to justify racism. No, 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 no. We're not justifying. What I'm saying is that there, there is, there was a certain way to do drag that kind of poked fun and was racist and was offensive to everyone. Yeah. What I'd like to hear from Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, (laughs) Charlotte Adams, Scarlett Adams, um, beyond what she said so far, is perhaps an explanation because I think intent is also important. Mm-hmm. The, uh, again, not justifying what she did, because in this day and age, and actually should have been historically anyway, blackface is unacceptable. But there can be, a, I think, you know, just linking to what you said, there can be a certain kind of provocative performance art that utilises offensive stereotypes in order to highlight their absurdity. Mm. Um That may have been what she's doing, not justifying it, yeah. but I'd like to hear her speak on it more. Yeah. Anyway, both both of them have apologised and it's up to people of colour and the individual to decide what they make of that. It's not my place to say what people say about it. But for us, going forward on the show, we're going to judge them on their merits. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And we do a good job in it. But don't let me brag about us. Mm-hmm. I want to read a review from Jenny from the library. I'm, okay. still, I'm still Jenny from the library. You said read a little, now I read a lot. <laughs> hey, Jenny, now everyone collection. knows us. If you write us a review, we're going to give your ass a good shout out. Yeah. So Jenny from the library wrote us a lovely review. She said, guys, you are class in a glass. <laughs> a great combination of perspectives and the sensibility that I can get behind here in London. It's funny and doesn't spare on the tea, but it's still warm, insightful <laughs> and compassionate. Ooh. Have really enjoyed listening along to the episodes coming out ASAP of the broadcast of the show. Much appreciated. Thank you. Clank. Oh, oh you Jane. love it. When, you know what? I really love when mm. people um, add our um, intro. We've got a thing. They, they always go professional, professional. I know, right? And yeah, Clank. Yeah. I love this. So Jenny, Jenny from the library, thank you so, so much. I hope everybody knows where we got professional from. Um, yeah, I don't. We Chad got Michaels, a, isn't it? it's it's reference. You know, Chad, Chad you know Michaels. Chad Michaels. Chad mm. Michaels. Like, I'm a professional. 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 I'm a professional. I'm a motherfucking professional. Back when they did shady editing, yes, um, there was a really good cut of Chad saying how professional she was, like several times with the editing, and she was like, professional, professional, professional. I'm a professional. <laughs> Look, I'm a professional. So, uh, actually, Tom, let's get on it. We've done our intro. Now, the first episode is always tends to be quite quite long because mm. there's so much for us to look at it's the intro looks it's the looks for the runway and if there's a theme which is usually like showing outfits then yeah. there's another one so it's quite heavy we're gonna get into it now and try to be as succinct as we can oh yes okay so just think of the episode season five the final three and they asked uh roxy to do that spit take do you mm-hmm, remember with mm-hmm, the water mm-hmm He's like, just, just, a, yeah. <laughs> who, who, who is your character? Uh, just a bitch. <laughs> Do you know, if you know that episode, you're a fan, you're a fan, you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us in Direct Race Down Under. Let's get started. Right, Tom. So we've got all of the girls that have walked through we and 
have. For all of those people who look at pronouns and want to judge us and come for us, like they did for you and your Instagram, Tom. <laughs> and then you took... That was one time yeah. and people stood up for me. They did. I was really, really happy. Because we're talking about the feminine character, which yeah. is the drag queen, yes. we want everyone to know that we're going to refer to them as she, her, unless they say otherwise. We, yeah. When they are in their drag form, it's a she. So we, Yeah, because we're talking about their drag characters in general. Yeah. Um, obviously, some people, I, I know some of them identify as gender non-binary and prefer they pronouns when out of drag. So... Yeah, as you say, we're talking about feminine drag characters will generally default to she. Yes. So we're going to have to go through all of these looks. And there are there are some good looks. There are some These were all looks. the promo looks as well. So <laughs> yeah. we're, we're familiar with these. I want you to go through. Now, this is the first impression game. We didn't yeah. get a chance to do a podcast about Meet the Queens because there wasn't really a Meet the Queens montage there wasn't a for us. one, no. So what I want us to do is I want you to give me your first impressions and something about them, okay? The first queen we're going to be talking about is Art Simone. Now, Art Simone's from Melbourne, she is the Vivian of she the New is. Zealand, isn't she? She's kind of now. I see, like, I'm gonna say it now, right at the beginning. I see Art Simone is definitely being in the top three, maybe winning the season. I just feel like there's a momentum behind Art Simone. Yeah. Um, she is really high profile. Do you remember when we were watching um, Dragula Resurrection? The advert for her own TV special kept on popping up. She got a TV special. Um, yeah, she's appeared in The Bachelor. Did she win UK's Drag Race or she just got it for existing? <laughs> she just got it. Because the winner, because Vivian had to Vivian had to go through the, the mill yeah. to win that damn oh, TV yeah, yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. She's really so she's already got a TV series. She's really she's got a huge following online she's, already. She's been on she the was Bachelor. the ambassador for um Australia. The at, at DragCon. At DragCon. She's done like Paint Me Bitch with Willem. She's, she, she's been there. She's got, we, she's, she's got a CV. We've heard quite a lot about Art Simone okay. going into this. And she, she kind of does it all, I think. You know what it shows? She has such a polished look. Her, I love this look. It's kind of like, you know, um, Alexander McQueen's show where the model yes. got sprayed. Like that, but like it was sponsored by Crayola. So yeah. So if everyone remembers, uh, what was it? Bimini? Bimini's runway Bimini with the balloons. Yeah. And she tried to... Oh, that was one of the most... It was awkward. delightfully awkward. It was, no, it was, there was no delight in that. I delighted. It was, it was offensive. <laughs> okay, it was very offensive how she tried to pop the balloons. I thought, I thought she was like self-harming, like stabbing herself. I was like, what? Is she got to like... Bimini, stop it. Yeah. No, we're here to is help. She, is she trying to get the balloons or is the red going to be her blood? <laughs> oh, I was no. like, girl, she needs to stop. Like, I'm getting triggered. But also remember the season four opening challenge was basically that McQueen 13 runway. Remember when Jiggly Caliente won it and Latrice fell over. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So we've had a bit of... Um, but that's what it reminds me of, but like a Crayola version. Yeah. I, I, I really, really, I, she, as we went through, she's a little bit of an instigator. She was quite a big personality, she, but in a funny way. She gave me funny shady. Funny shady. Yeah. yeah. That's what she is. Okay. She's already got the all-stars aesthetic in mm-hmm. the um the uh, confessionals. I'm yeah. like, oh. Oh, yeah. Hello, all-stars. Mm-hmm. Hello, Look all-stars. Face, face, face. <laughs> face, face, face. Gorgeous face. Beauty face. Anything else? You want to move on? Yeah, we've got to be snappy. We're yeah, we do. Punchy. Yeah, like a grinder hookup. In and out, really fast. <laughs> Maxi Shield, 46 years old from Sydney. Sydney? Sydney. Sydney. Sydney, Australia. She just looks like Ursula on land. Ursula crossed with Dame Edna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, that's what I see. but also who got a job as a stripper? That ain't stripping. Excuse me, can you see that? how deep that... 
that slashes at the front. Of course, he's got back pains with those breastplates. I I love. I I get really nice energy off Maxi Shield. I think she's going to absolutely be a fun, warm, maternal character. That's what I'm getting from her. Yep. But like shade, like like a bit like kind of. Yeah, we'll get some fun shade from her. She knows Aunt Simone. Good energy. Off each other. Yeah. Very good energy. What we already, it's so Aussie. It's like, how many times in the first one minute was the F-bomb thrown around? So, yeah. Oh, you fucking spider. <laughs> oh, you, you fucking bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck's sake. Where have you, you been, you bitch? <laughs> Where have you been, you bitch? Help, help. Grandma's been raped. Oh, no. God. <laughs> hey, this is Aussie humor. Look, that is a Don't hold me back. Yeah. Don't hold us back. Um, Moving on. Jojo. I, I like how she called herself a dickhead on stage as well. That was just my favorite things to call herself. Okay. I'm a dickhead on stage. Oh. How'd okay. you find my accent, by the way? What was your accent? Oh, I'm going to be offending people, aren't I? Jojo Zaho, 30 years old, okay? So Jojo Zaho, I remember um, reading a little bit about her Meet the Queens. She's very um, she's very keen to represent her, her indigenous people. She's a First Nations queen. Love this look. Very Moschino meets Roy Lichtenstein. What? Moschino did did a runway. <laughs> What's <laughs> Moschino did a runway that was based on like recycling, and they did these clear dry cleaning bag dresses. Oh and yes. The, the makeup is very graphic, like Roy Lichtenstein, the, okay. the pop artist. Yep, yep, yep. It's also very, very like Lisa from A and T M. She they did that okay. recycling photo yeah. shoot, and she had that um that see through dress, very much like that. Na, 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 na. I love that show. I love that show. Uh, what about? That's it. You know what? I'll tell you very, very honest. She, she gives me early out vibes. She gives me very, very new and drag. And I, and very, very much like something wrong. I'm getting okay. not something wrong vibes as in not not fully realized. I, that's just what I'm, I'm just talking about energy. That's what the energy yeah. The she stars gave, she are telling me she this, gave okay? Me, yeah. The I've star- consulted the tarot. I, the tarot have told me. It's not going to last long. <laughs> um, she gives me quite tough vibes. Like she's not going to take any shit off anyone. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Cool. Electric no, <laughs> Electric you are, Shock. You are familiar with Electric Shock. I want to yeah, I'm 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 very familiar with Electric Shock. Twenty eight years old as a dancer. I I do know Electric Shock to be a quite a phenomenal dancer, a very, very good dancer. Has yeah. worked professionally overseas. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of queens say that they're a dancer. Electra Shock as a dancer. She's a dancer. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. she's well versed in many of the styles and mm-hmm. jazz and and tap. And I'm I'm pretty sure ballet. He's very very. She's very very great. She's um yeah. That's that's what I have to say. However, I do want to say this. <laughs> the, the intro is quite funny. The, I do want to say this. Like she's very much getting the Aiden Zane treatment. You know when Aiden mm-hmm. Zane came in, everyone's like, "Are you a bedroom queen? How many times have you mm. performed? Oh, you have never performed. Ah 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 ah." Oh, okay. So you're an actress. Where did you train? <laughs> Where did you train? Uh, I'm not really trained. Oh, okay. I see. I hear you. I really feel like they um, they really came for it so strong. They they're hate like, her wig. During, I, I during will her say, walkthrough, they're somebody like, offer that wig a drink, please, because it's parched. Well, they said that. What do the girls say? I don't know what's more I parched, me or that wig. <laughs> Tom, you better stop with that accent. I've got it. I've got it. I don't know what's more parched, me or that wig. I love the accent so much. That's what they said. Someone. And I really, really felt like they were like, sisters, attack. It really, really was. <laughs> I felt like everyone really came on, even though some of the queens coming after also, were like, "Yeah, who? who yeah, are you? I know, because what's it, your name again?" To begin with, it was three Aussies, and you could see how they gang up a little bit against the first Kiwi, but yeah. then the others joined in. So um, they were very giving, like Mariah. I don't know her. Yeah, energy. I don't know her. Do you know her? Do you know her? Hi, are you? Lost? I think her narrative is going to be struggling the challenges, but killing lip syncs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I the outfit to me that 
I'll, I'll be very honest. The outfit isn't the most uh, fashion forward. It, it isn't. It's, it's it isn't fine. even. It's, it's not campy, really. It gives us a bit of like De Savantes burlesque kind of thing. But I would I would have styled the hair very very differently by taking it off <laughs> and <laughs> by not wearing it and so putting a different wig on. I'm just gonna move this over here. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that scene on Friends. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Pick it up. Yeah, a bit higher. Yeah, and yeah. Now yeah. throw it over there. Go over there. Okay, now it's good. Because actually, it didn't actually go with the rest of the outfit. I wouldn't have worn the hair. I, I'm I'm not a stylist, but there we go. Um, also, the makeup was a little bit crunchy. It was like Bianca Dario eyes. It was were, an attempt at. It was everything looks like an attempt. Mm. Tom, I feel like we're part of the drag queens now. I know. I know. Should we, we should, should we jump we in the workroom and read her as well? I know. Yeah. I want to see Electra perform because I know yes, that's, that's where just shine. definitely that's where she will shine. Mm-hmm. Scarlet. So, so Scarlett Adams comes in looking like Brigitte Nielsen in a Mugler power suit. I do like this look an awful lot. Yeah. It's very clean and polished, and her makeup is pretty stunning. Yes. Um, what do we get from her? She also dances and they try and set up a bit of a rivalry with Electra from the outset. But yeah. Electra getting this underdog vibe. Yeah. We can root for an underdog. Absolutely. I can, I can see her starting to root for Electra quite early on if, you know, if she keeps, if they keep piling on her like this. If she's watched the show enough times, she'll know exactly how to get people to root for her. Mm-hmm. Show a bit of vulnerability. Yeah, have a little, you know, have a little cry. Have a little moment. Have a little cry at your past, see? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, show show us show us your vulnerable <laughs> side. Give us a sad story, yeah, and then and then come out strong and fighting. And, hey, Absolutely, there yeah. you go. Your followers go what, up. What is it in inverted commas? Show your heart on stage. Mm. Yeah, okay. Another show. Yes, Scarlett's another dancer. I'd love to see them two dance off. Mm-hmm. Coco Jumbo from Sydney, twenty nine years old, who is fierce. Fit and fabulous. She's celebrating her plus size figure, isn't she? She's very beautiful. She looks like Patrick Starr, the makeup guru. Oh, yes. Isn't she? Very, very good vibes. Some mm. of the queens seem to gel with her. What do you think of her outfit? I mean, it's a very pretty dress. I love the texture and the fabric and stuff, and it's, it's a nice mini dress. Mm. I didn't like have a reference for it or anything. Even she came in red, Electra. Well, that, that was lot. so funny. <laughs> that was really she, funny. She, I think she could be a narrator this season. I hope she brings out that camp. I, I do. I really love this kind of energy, that kind mm-hmm. of shady, funny, but loving. And I hope she stays around long because that, that's really it's just so amazing to watch. In this tiny little segment we saw, she knows how to tread that line between yeah. like, yeah, warm and shady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kitamine, 34 years old, is from Auckland as well. Now, they Kitamine owns Kalutsi and Electroshock works at Kalutsi. <laughs> so it's like, hi, can I have some annual leave? <laughs> why? I can't tell you why. <laughs> why you can't take annual leave because I'm also off that week for that long. Oh, okay. All right. I start to see what's happening. This here. was quite interesting because we'll get to it in September. There were three queens who basically all work in the same club in yeah, Auckland. Yeah, well, everyone knows. The three queens from New Zealand, it's like they didn't even bother holding auditions. No. They literally just were like, hi, hi, you're Kalutsi, you got the drag queens here. Mm-hmm. Can we just have three of you, three, three of, you. of your dancers, yeah. Yeah. your cabaret dancers, can you just throw them on so we can have some representation from Tamaki Makoto? both the bosses like, well, I'm doing it. Well, I'm doing it. Well, yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll both do it. We'll just close the club. No one will know what's happening. No one's going to know it's us that they chose for New Zealand. Uh-huh. Mm, this look mean... was very Priscilla Queen of the Desert. I'm, Absolutely. I'm seeing a trend as well because um, Judge as a Ho had one as well. These plastic molded wigs, which are very reminiscent of Priscilla. Yes. Like Courtney Act had them and stuff. Courtney Act? Courtney Act. Oh, throw a shrimp in the Barbie. But well, what about I like shrimps being thrown on me, really? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, um, I, I really do like her look. It's very, very campy, very, very mm. colourful, so flamboyant. It makes me happy to watch. It's very, very yes. like kids' television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She you know, something you'll see on like What's Now, what now or mm. which is a New Zealand program, Tom. You would know uh, that. Okay. Yeah, or Squirt. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Squirt. Well, I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> You're thinking of an app, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so I, I'm really interested to see what happens in the dynamic between uh, Electra and Kitta. And, you know. Well, let's just talk about Anita Wiggler, because Anita Wiggler well. is the other th- threesome who was also the owner with Kilamine of Kaluti. Now, mm-hmm. Anita Wiggler, 31 years old, is Auckland. I want to tell you right now, I'm already in love with Anita. Anita's yeah. face makes me smile. She's got the warmest energy. She's got mm-hmm. like such. She knows how to. She delightfully uh, mean, delightfully aggressive. Like Uh she can be a bitch, but she'll say it in such a way that you can't, yeah, you can't be angry at her. She is just so lovable. That smile, I just, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm already in love with Anita. Just trying to think about storylines going forward. I'm anticipating a little bit of a, and I don't know anything about Anita really, just from her energy and how up she was and how like constantly funny and smiling, sensing a little bit of a tears of a clown story moving forward. Just a sense, I get. We'll yeah. see how that plays out. Okay. She, she looks like she's borrowed this leotard off Lady Gaga or Klaus Oh, we haven't talked about her outfit. I really, really like it. I'd wear that. It's, it's very, cool. very like, it could be for a drag queen or it could be for a, it's got a, like a guy this, looking for a timeout. Like this Art Deco panel and the shoulders and the stuff remind me a bit of Klaus Nomi, um, the avant-garde performance artiste. Do you know what? It can almost be like a close to what Courtney Act wore for the black and white. Well, that was inspired by Klaus Nomi. Okay. <laughs> You're coming for me, aren't I you? I am. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> references. Check them by Lord. Once you're a librarian. <laughs> I like Jenny. Jenny, reference section. Can you yeah, help me out Jenny, there? Can you get onto this for us, please? Next up, we've got Etc. Etc. Coming in with a cockroach. You know what? So awkward. 22 years old. So I think she's the youngest at the moment. Another uh, girl from Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I want you... Everyone needs to know this. You know, there's all those queens that are like, I'm from New York. I'm yeah, from yeah, New York. Yeah. I, I'm from New York. Sydney. As the girls from Sydney are the same. They're, uh-huh. Sydney is that New York. And I, I'm guessing Auckland would be there, but I don't think... I don't even know anymore, actually. Mm. I don't know. But Auckland is kind of... Wellington's the capital of New Zealand. Mm. But it, Auckland is what brings everyone it's to... It's like the commercial capital. It, it is. It's, it's, it's kind of where things I happen. I love Welly, though. It just felt really cool there. Yeah. Windy mm. Welly. Uh, As I, people say, they say that, Windy mm, Welly. Okay. So with et cetera, et cetera, coming out as a cockroach. I felt like it was, I mean, it might might be the reference here. Uh, Terry Mugler did this whole um, runway couture show based on insects called Les Insects. Um, and all the theme, all, they were all like structural suits and dresses inspired by insects with these like shiny panels and stuff. It's really stunning. She did have a wardrobe malfunction with Her the antlers, which is it's just, oh dear, it's not nice, is it? It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not it's not easy nice. <laughs> <laughs> Last and certainly not least, we've got Karen from Finance, 32 mm-hmm. years old, uh, walking in with executive realness. It's a specific reference to Jane Fonda in 9 to 5. I was going to say that, Tom. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, you want to... Can I finish Can I finish what I was saying? It's a specific reference to Jane's... Jane, well, you know, Grace Jane, and Frankie. Jane, Jane Ronda? Fonda. Ronda Rousey? Sorry, who? <laughs> Caught me what? Uh, Jane, J- Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. You yeah. know, Barbarella. No, no, she's my cousin. My yeah. cousin. Yeah, cousin go on. Law. My cousin in law, really? Um, she comes in with big comedy energy, and the other girls all clearly know and respect her. Um, so I can, I can, you know, 
Now that we've seen them all, I mean, I've already named out Simone. Who do you get a sense of going far? Or top in four out? energy. Mm-hmm. Top four for me is going to be Mexi Shields, Art Simone, really? Anita, Wig- Anita Wiglet, and I'm going to say maybe Karen. Karen from Finance. I'm going to say definitely um, Anita. Yep. And and I think also Art Simone. Mm-hmm. I think um, maybe Coco Jumbo. There's something about Coco. Eh, Jumbo Jumbo. And I think Karen. I think Karen as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what else they have for us. Great. So the first mini challenge, mm-hmm. we have the Silver Daddy. Taika White. Whitey T, Whitey T, sorry. Take a Whitey, take a Whitey. He's from New Zealand, mate. He's from New Zealand. Anyway, so he's um, an amazing director. I love his humor. I love the humor that he inserts and injects into all of the films that he directs. Perfect for a show like Drag Race because his humor gels so well with Drag Race because it's irreverent. He's very much like he's got a brand. Yeah. when you watch a film without without even knowing that he's a director, mm-hmm. just by watching it, you his brand so it's injected into the show where you Definitely. just know this is a production of Taika Waititi. Can't wait for that next Thor film. So what? So we had the mini challenge. They had to do. Um, <laughs> they had to do like this kind of acting. It was um, like a little sci-fi monologue because some of the lines were like based on bits of Star Wars dialogue yeah. and stuff. And they had, um, and they had a kind of a speech from performance. Yeah. Help me, Obi Wan. You're our only soap. A we So the winner of the so who do you think did well? Just quickly rattle through quickly before we get into the some of the girls got almost no screen time and almost no reaction. But the ones I thought did well were probably like At Simone, Maxi Shield, Electra was surprising. Electra really like I really liked how Electra committed to it. I expected her to shrink from it because her opening line she had a funny line when she came in and said I used to be a model before the accident and she didn't really commit to it but then she went for it and I was like good for you girl I actually thought that Electra would do well I mean the critiques that we've been seeing and hearing so far is she doesn't look polished mm-hmm. you know that that wig is thirsty what is she wearing but she said it and I've said it. This this girl's a performer. She's mm-hmm. a performer. So when it wasn't something that uh, they actually um, needed some acting chops or something that required a bit of commitment and overacting, I was quite, I was quite happy. I was like, cool, there. That's this is the queen who got into the show, and hopefully this is the queen that we're going to see progress more and more definitely- once she lets the guards a, b- a bit more down. And then we, we we learn that Electra won this mini challenge. Yes, definitely setting her up, and they really really do labour it in this episode to give her an underdog edit, which is interesting. We'll see how that pans out. Mm-hmm. So beyond that, we have a little bit of uh, so we talked about the uh, the maxi challenge, which as we thought was going to be a look based challenge, but slightly different to what we thought. So it's a, there's a new delusion challenge, born naked, which is reminiscent of the season seven, seven. of the US um, version. I didn't understand the assignment. Um, new delusion uh, and so, some of the girls committed that so successfully like Violet Chachki obviously yeah. Miss Fame um, just nobody came out with a wrinkly bodysuit like uh, Tempest Du Jour and then we've got a hometown well it's very accurate for Tempest's age come on oh, okay Candy Ho uh, <laughs> how old are you <laughs> <laughs> and then the next look they have to do is basically hometown look hometown it? hero which we see basically 
in all the franchises in the first yes. episode. Really, really good way of like just giving us a sense of their drag persona and their what identity. Are, you know, I'm, I'm from the girls from Aussie. I'm thinking one of them is going to do the Sydney Opera House. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully, um, Jojo's Zaho is going to pay tribute to her Aboriginal. Um... She says that she says that she's going to pay tribute. Oh, yeah? to her her First Nations. Good. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. I think it's a big part of her identity, and I, I'm, I'm really excited. I love to see it. That. I'll tell you why. I don't like. I'm going to Canada here. I don't like Alerna Verley, who was in the promo, you know, after you filmed her, pushing, pushing um, her, um, where's she from? First Nation. Pushing, pushing First She's Nation. First Nation. Pushing North First American Nation. Person. Pushing First Nation. Then the actual show comes out. She doesn't even do First Nations until they're, they're the finale look. But that was stunning, that look. But yeah, but that, like, that why, why, why didn't you... If it's so a part of you, mm. why isn't that one of the first looks you want to present and stamp on? I think Alona Verley had a few different agendas and she got a bit lost as to which one she wanted to discuss most. A bit, a bit, yeah, a bit AD, ADHD, Tom. <laughs> I mean, you know anyway, that you're a psychiatrist. The, the, in, oh, look, I'm not finished. I'm not done. Back oh, it up. Sorry. Back it up. Thank Back you. Up, I'm, just, I'm really, really happy that Jojo Zaho is using an opportunity so early and on the first episode to... To say, hey, this is me, this is who I am, and I'm going to show it. And I'm really happy that I'm she did say, that. I'm going to say, A, I love that. B, it makes me worry for her because she's getting a plot line. And we know that in the first episode, getting a plot line can not spell doom, unfortunately. You want to hide. You want to you you hide in the shadows. <laughs> you want to hide she in the reached shadows. out and pulled my hoof. I'm not a wave grabber, Andy. She's going to grab a wave. I grab my own wave. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The other like, little plot lines that we see are Kita versus Anita, which I see playing out throughout the season, to be honest. I think it's going to be a bit like Darianne versus Bendela, you know? Okay. Um, and the other thing is Scarlett Adams's very expensive-looking latex bodysuit broke, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I want to say this about Keita and Anita. Mm-hmm. If you and your bestie went on a show, you would have talked well about it. What What is our story that I'm going to be? Mm. We know how the show goes. We, we need to show this more. We need to do this more. There's nothing that they haven't already discussed before going into the show. So I'm I'm just wondering if a lot of what we're seeing is a bit pre-contrived. Yeah, Maybe, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's fabricated. It's a bit because they, they have to know how to play the game and it's the only way to get so far. People need to realize this isn't an honest talent show. Mm-hmm. This is a television show that people want to use to gauge ratings, to get money. This is what it is. It's a show. And it's a show. What what I'm yeah, I completely agree with you. I've got no doubt that Keita and Anita are. If me and you were to go into a show, mm-hmm. there's nothing that we would not have already discussed Absolutely. that we were ready to then air on TV. Like nothing that they've already said has not already been done and prepared before going into the show. I don't believe that and this is news. There's no way it was a surprise exactly. that there was on the show. They've really obviously talked about it. The other thing I would say as well is um Scarlet's bodysuit. We see her like trying to stitch it and staple it up and we'll see what happens there. Reminds me of um, this really prominent and very, very super duper talented um, drag person uh, that we see on Instagram, Alexis Stone, who does this kind of latex bodysuit thing a lot. Very, very expensive looking. Um, so, we'll, uh, thing is, yeah, like she's how will she adapt here? I, I thought, you know, she she could turn it into some sort of statement about like violence against queer people or something, and we could kind of like dress up the wounds and stuff in, mm. in like a political statement, not in a cheap, tacky way, yeah. in a political statement way. We'll see what she does with it. Make it work. Make okay. it work. So I want to say congratulations to Electra Shock for winning the first challenge. Mini challenge. A Kiwi, of course. Well, 
Tamaki Makoto. Kyoto, bro. Kyoto. Doesn't didn't show that much confidence and the look and the entrance, but obviously when push came to shove, mm-hmm. she was there. She turned up. She turned up. She turned it. It's all about confidence. <gasps> Did I? Can I tell you my story about my interview? Go on. A quick story. Very, very quick. So I, I had a, a fitness interview job, which obviously <laughs> I am very capable of going to. Okay. So I had to go catch an Uber, Uber and Excel, because, you know, I've got money. <clears throat> she, she wishes. She throws it about. So I, I, I ordered an Uber to go to my interview, and I didn't want the Uber driver to talk to me. So I put my AirPods in. I had no music on. I just put the AirPods in my ears so that the Uber driver wouldn't talk to me. You were also creating an illusion. Yes. <laughs> you've, you've done that before. You know, you, you, don't want, you don't want someone to talk to you, so you put your AirPods in. So I got into the hammer AirPods in. I gave the like the eyebrow high to the driver and it kind of was like <laughs> doing the side pose. Like, oh, look, I've got AirPods in. Like, please don't talk to me. Please and it observe. worked. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it worked. She didn't talk to me for the whole ride. I got there, sat down, prepared paid my notes for the interview they called me in and then i had an amazing interview and i was very confident um i was very good you know i was good of course you in were. my mind i was really interviewing them why <laughs> should i work here why should i give my time and my expertise to your organization they gave me the tour done 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 interviews finished i ordered my uber to take me back home so Uber was the Uber was um driving up to pick me up and then I went and opened up my AirPods case, put my AirPods back into my ears because you know I don't want them to talk to me, I just yeah. want to relax. And it was empty. The Where Air- were they? The AirPods case was empty. It was in my ears. Uh. <laughs> I did the whole interview with the AirPods in my ears. So can you Why? imagine? Can you imagine? Not only was I really, really confident because I was like, oh my God, this this is my job <laughs> if, if I want it. But I'm going to ask you, why should I work here? Can you imagine someone with that kind of energy and he's also got AirPods in? Like, they must have been like, they this say bitch, something? who does he think he is? Why didn't they say something? Why didn't they? I don't know. But I'm just saying, them. Uh, this is the kind of energy I want these drag queens to have. <laughs> Like I want you to have, yeah. I want you to have AirPods yeah. in your interview ear, yeah. kind of energy. That's 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 a winner to me. AirPods and interview energy. We need yeah. to carry that forward. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. T-shirts coming out soon. Merchandise on our website. <laughs> right now, let's go into the major challenge. I want to see what looks these queens have done. Okay, and we are back. Look, let's get into the main stage, maxi stage runway looks. The first category is nude illusion, basically. Born naked. Now, the thing about nude illusion is that there's not really much fashion references. It's just kind of... I want to see you stripped down to your most naked, to your most nude. I want you to strip. Who are you yeah. behind the drag? And I love that the next part of the runway is, okay, now who are you in representation of where you come from? So it's kind yeah. of going from one extreme to the other. So for me, when they came to New Delusions, I didn't know whether to... Say, oh, this look is reminiscent of this designer, or this is what I'm getting from it. It's really just how do you, how comfortable are you with nudity, and how are you going to kind of give the illusion of nudity to hide the fact that you're not really comfortable showing it? Also, I feel like the girls are given a really like vague brief on this because we've we've seen their own ways now, and um, some were naked, some were not naked, some were wearing full on clothes. Let's face it, and it was similar (laughs) in season seven. Like, you know, remember poor Sasha Bellman? I think I misunderstood the assignment. It's like, like I wonder if they're going to pull them up in, in the judging saying you weren't nude. But like, it strikes me it was quite a vague brief and I'm no. not going to blame the girls for that. We're in episode one of Drag Race Down Under, the first mixy stage. Let's get into it. The first queen to dawn the runway is Scarlett Adams. Tell me what you think. 
so whatever repair job she did was clearly fantastic because I couldn't see it. I think she did like a little chain across the middle to conceal the break and she wore this duster. It was lovely. She, I mean, she was full on nude bodysuit, very Alexis Stone. Um, she was, I was confused as to what was going on in the vagina area because there was some sort of like question mark slash, I don't know what it was, if it was supposed to be a vajazzle or a certain kind of, Bikini trimming, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that confused me. Uh, but maybe it's not my question to ask. I don't yeah. know. For the um, biological ladies out there, tell me how you feel. Yeah, please. I'll tell you what I saw. About- I actually thought it was beautiful. I actually thought Scarlett Adams looked gorgeous, looked stunning with the purple, Tom, what's that fabric? Oh, it's like a tool. The, it's the like purple a tool, tool. Very, very like expensive lady. Do you know? Very I felt like, like all she was missing was a cocktail glass with a margarita yeah. or like something that was missing was a cocktail because it would have kind of helped blossom out the extravagance of this lady who's obviously got money. She's this got is money. money. This is money. She's money. She's, the jewels and the duster gave me Marilyn Monroe in her glamour modeling days before she had it yeah. big. Yeah. How, and you know what? If you can give me nudity and still show me that you're expensive... You're good. <laughs> You're good, girl. You're yeah, girl. I'm so rich. I don't have to wear designer to yeah. look designer. I am that the I am the Gia Gun Gun Boom Boom. That whatever it is. That money though. That, yeah, she, I mean she looks stunning. I so love that look. To the boot. Oh, is two. it a yas or a pass? Given the repair job she did as well. It's a yas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up, we got Mexi Shields. Um, so can, Max- let's be honest. Can we can we break the ice here? Can we just say that this is not new delusion Max at is all? Full on clothes here. Yeah. Um, but what confused me the most? I mean, uh, anybody who's an established listener will know that we're well, we <laughs> shouldn't say that. I'm a big Madonna fan. Bella does not like her. Um, now she keeps on saying that it's a Madonna reference. I'm a little bit lost on this, but to me, it is a Kylie reference because Kylie wore a transparent plastic mac in the better to tell you no video which is a reference to blade runner because zora wears ah, that yes. in blade runner so she kept she said it several times madonna but i think it's a kylie reference and maybe oh, she's a bit confused no. a drag guys, queen who correct doesn't know her me. history Gu- guys come for me come yeah. for me on instagram when i put this up okay and correct me but i'm gonna and double also check. follow us on the instagram because tom does uh, you do a very very good job as, as well as being a psychiatrist, which you are professionally. Professional. Professionally. I also feel like you've got such a great eye for detail and a great <laughs> no, eye for fashion. So I believe you. When it's not a Madonna that. reference, and it's not a. If Tom says it's not Madonna, it ain't Madonna. I and think, also, Tom will know this because he's got several YouTube videos. Check it out on B View. <laughs> B View, which is a. Um, with you and B, mm-hmm. a good friend of ours, does yeah. a YouTube analysis of um, music and um, albums. Well, they, they go through it and they see it. I've been they... featured on at least four. Yes. And Tom's, Tom, so if you want to see what Tom looks like, you want to see him talk about Madonna, check out B-View with uh, Dr. Tom. Uh-huh, Dr. Uh-huh. Tom. The Tom. other worth listening to. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we love B. Look, this is not Amazing a nude illusion. This is a nude. Well. This is very much nude delusion. There is nothing nude about this. As so you she could be It's a girl in a coat. That. It's yeah. a lady in a coat. Yeah. So for me, it's a pass because she missed the assignment. Next up, we got Electra Shock. Now, Electra Shock is doing a, um, a nude bodysuit, which is very reminiscent. Yes, that Sorry. thing, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the cocktail's cooking in, girls. That second espresso <laughs> martini hit you drunk. No, it's very reminiscent of RuPaul's uh, look and that kind of it's, it's early RuPaul when RuPaul was more punky and androgynous. Genderfuck. And, yeah, and she was in that... Yeah, genderfuck. She was in that band Wee Wee Paul. Mm. Um, it was around that era. Now, I will say, 
Overall, this is great. I will say the bodysuit doesn't match her skin tone. No. I can tell it's a bodysuit. As suit. an outfit, it's great. If yeah. the nude illusion was a bit more suited to her actual the actual tone of her skin, I'd say it's a different amazing. I'm going to say she was fit for this in the winter. She got a tan in the summer. That's what happened. Okay. Wow, you, you're finding the excuses out there. <laughs> I will say, you're making it work. However, you know... I like the look. I'm going to be honest. I really like the look. Again, she's basically nude. Yeah. She's basically nude. Yeah. And, um, so for me, it's a yas. And it's a nice, like, take... any drag thing that mixes male and female and creates androgyny. I androgyny, enjoy. you like mm. it? Okay. Is it a yas or a pass? It's a yas. It's a it's yas. yas. Next up, we got Coco Jumbo. Eh, Jumbo Jumbo. <laughs> and um, again, this is not a nude illusion. I'm sorry, Tom. I mean, it's more nude than Maxi's, I would say, but I do enjoy this very pop art, graphic, eyes and lips thing. Now, I, I keep on racking my brain every time this comes up, like, where does this come from? And I need to do a little bit more digging. Monique well, that's you know, it, fashion isn't designer? it? That's who it reminds me of, fashion designer Monique Hart. This is kind of her trademark. She's done this at least three times in RuPaul. It's not a, it's not a nude illusion because if you were to see this outfit without... The theme, what would you think it is? I think it's like bedtime pyjama. I, I think I it's, think it's like pop art graphic. Be, yeah, I, I think it's bedtime couture or something, but this is this is not new delusion. She um, might she might be like As a girl who walked in as a as a lady who as a queen who walked in saying, I'm fit I'm fat and fabulous, I would assume that you wear fat as a something to be proud of and to represent. Mm-hmm. So for you to come into the first new challenge and kind of be hiding behind a, a pillow's earrings and something covering your whole body, I don't believe in you. I don't believe in you saying that okay. your brand is being fat and fabulous because you're hiding behind it. You're not really embracing it. You're not really endorsing it. I will I agree with you in the sense that kind of like she, she may be criticized like Maxi for not fulfilling the brief, but I will say as a package, I enjoy this graphic event and the big Nicki Minaj hair. Okay. So for me it's a pass. I'm gonna give her a yas. Okay. Because I'm not gonna be as strict on the rules in inverted commas, maybe. Fine. Because I'm a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> so next we have because I too am genderfuck I oh, too am genderfuck I, uh, look, look I am a drag artist. <laughs> next up we got etc etc I don't get this look, Tom. Help me understand this. I guess, like, this confused me and made me feel uncomfortable, but maybe that's not a bad thing. I think etc. here is she said that it's a statement about herself as a non-binary person. So she's combining elements of male and female. I will say the... She didn't elaborate on it, but there's a sense of violence in what she's portraying here because there's a lot of blood and scarring and things. And they were kind of like implants on her on her duster. So to me, I'm thinking maybe it's a statement about the horrible violence that non-binary and transgender people experience. Maybe, but she didn't elaborate on that. So the fact that it makes me feel uncomfortable is good in that sense because it makes me think. I, I don't see... I know she's she's going for a non-binary finery. Um, however, that binary, is what okay. she's going for. She's rhyming. She's got I lyrics. don't understand where the um, there's no. Ch- I, I only see one gender, which is a female. I don't see. I don't see how she played on the masculinity at all 
And I think you can agree okay. on that as well. There's okay. no masculinity. She is a smooth lady with one breast and maybe one chest, but still a woman. There are some women who go through things that I just don't think that the okay. boobs are a way to define femininity. Right. So I don't see... Woman, she's also right. really, really... She's got a wig on. She's got... Um, she's tucked and she's hiding, creating the illusion of a vagina, not a penis. I don't see any masculinity. So I don't see any play on the masculine side of the gender. So I don't believe in this outfit. So it's a pass for me. And that's not me coming off like I'm trying to like pass everyone. I'm just trying to say that it's it's not. Yeah, I've heard what you told me. I don't see it. I'm going to say yes because it makes me think. That's what I'm going to say. And drag drag can be a form of performance. Or should some might say be a form of performance that's to confront you and makes you think. So, but what she's told me that she's trying to confront, I'm not seeing it at all. It's not even being displayed. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing violence and it makes me feel uncomfortable. It's so like someone walking down the about. runway saying, I'm here to represent for like um, all the violence towards cockroaches. <laughs> I'm here to represent violence. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a person. And, and, and you're walking down with like a peace symbol. It's like, I don't see what you're trying to, I, I don't see what, I hear what you're selling, but I don't see it. Anyway, it's past you, you ask. Okay. Next up, we've got Jojo Zaho. <laughs> now, um, so I'm, I'm a little bit confused with what's I'm going on here. Um, so I appreciate that Jojo is trying to represent her people, but I'm, I'm seeing something. And again, I'm not here to criticize drag queens for not having means because so many of the girls come onto the show, you know, they have to spend a lot of money. Tom, you don't have to spend a lot of money on nudity. <laughs> I'm sorry. This well, is the one time you can save money. I, I guess what I'm seeing is, is, is a quite a cheap looking bodysuit with some quite bad contouring and is that an undergarment that I'm seeing or is that a tattoo she's got around her waist e- either these way, questions should not be either way the up. nude illusion should be covering it so and the the neck piece you you have that neck piece I had that exact neck piece two pounds I, on Amazon exactly that I bought um, on Amazon I've got the exact um, neck piece <laughs> Look, Tom, this okay, is a, do you know this what this is, is suffering? This is what this is suffering by, yeah? Think of Shea Calais, Skin You Live In, Runway, oh, which is so expensive. On All Stars. Like, like Beyonce in that bodysuit. Nubian goddess. I know she's got money, but this is what the comparison is suffering by, and that's not JoJo's fault. Okay. Uh, but so far, this is the worst one, unfortunately. Like, she came for um, whose wig? Electra's wig in the beginning? I mean, she was... And JoJo... She wears a, a very much similar wig in a different colour. Let's not beat around the bush. JoJo's entrance look was fantastic and expensive. So... Anyway, moving on. Who's next? Karen from Finance. So this was fun and campy. Um, she kind of does this 60s-esque kind of smock dress. Reveal. Take off the bikini. Tan lines. It was she fun. walks in as Lady Bunny. Lady Bunny, I was of thinking of Lady Bunny, yeah. She walks in a Lady Bunny and then kind of strips down to a bikini. You know what I love about it? I love the absurdity of the outfit. It's a nude delusion, but like, you know how there's like, you're so gay, you sweat glitter. Yeah. Uh, she's glittered up. So she's I mean, glittered up all around. She's all glittered up for, for Easter, isn't she? She's, she's um, great. And you know the glitter and stuff. Again, not quite as expensive as Shea Calais, but it's a step up from JoJo's. Yeah, and it does give me that. You know, you know, Britney in her bodysuit. Um, Beyonce in that do you remember Beyonce wore that bodice and it was like a nude illusion kind of mm-hmm. bejeweled mm-hmm. look I believe that a gay person nude looks like this they they glitter they they, they shimmer and shine shimmer what a gay person isn't that what you look like topless Tom <laughs> isn't that a cartoon shimmer and shine no Tom that's, 
state of being for gay. So I believe that her new delusion outfit is glittered up. I love it. I really she's, do. I love the campy performance. I love yeah, the colors. This is good. It's good. It's great. She's all glittered up. For she's Easter. in flats though. That's where I'm like, ooh. Oh, Michelle will come for that. Yeah, I'm like, come on, girl. Michelle will tell her. Flats. Sorry, do you have an ankle injury? No. Okay. Let me tell you a story about flats. <laughs> No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we have Anita Wiglet. I like this a lot. Um, Eve. She's Eve off of the Garden of Eden, if anybody's not familiar with the Garden of Eden. Um, I like this a lot. Um, I think it's fun. It's a good take on the nudity theme. She's got a concept. She's a bit Poison Ivy meets Eve off of Garden of Eden. Okay. Uh, love the red hair. She's a bit pre-Raphaelite. Love it. She's cute, but like that again, the nude illusion, wrong tone, maybe a, a skin too light. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's say a lot of these girls had their fittings in yes. winter. So I'm gonna give it a. I want to give it a yes because I'm, yes, because yeah. I'm biased. Look, come for me, cancel me. She's a I'm kiwi sorry, girl. She's, she's a kiwi girl. Like, kiwi I, I'm, girl. Here, I'm here for them. I'm here <laughs> for them. We got ketamine. Now, okay, no. This is less successful for me no. because, again, I'm losing the nudity and seeing more like Ice Dancer. It's not even pom-poms. nudity, Tom. It's like, you know, nudity is like so skin tight. It looks like she's wearing a, it's a, dress. a, a, a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it looks like she's wearing a, a dress that was just a size too big. Like a size up. Like it's not a 16, it's an 18. I do like her makeup, which is very post-Trixie Mattel. I know Trixie Mattel didn't invent makeup, but she did set a trend for a lot of queens. It's very cutter meh. <laughs> yeah it's a pass for me uh this might be my favorite okay so chelsea boy next up we have chelsea boy walking down oh no That's sorry it's art simone so anybody who watched drag race holland will know that chelsea boy did an amazing mystique inspired half and half runway which is very very similar to this that has been done by art simone now i'm not saying art simone is copying chelsea boy no. but it's similar because it gives us mystique from x-men vibes it's mm. half and half this is the best and most expensive on the runway we can question her inspiration but this is great. It's done right. She's got money. Art Simone has money. Art Simone, she got means. Who, who knew it? Being an artist pays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be a struggling artist. Now, is she the last of the nudities? Yeah. Okay, next up, the look number two is hometown. Okay, it's no place like home. The first queen we have is Scarlett Adams, who's coming down as a black swan, which reminds me, if you guys have seen White Chicks, mm-hmm. the scene at the end, this is what I automatically go to. So wasn't that a reference to Bjork? It was, yeah. At the Oscars, yeah. So I, I thought it was an emu at first, but it is a black swan. Um, so Bjork originally did, had that amazing, like monumental red carpet dress, which was so high camp uh, with Swan. Marjan Perjoski, I think, did that. I have written that down. Uh, and then it's later inspired Valentino, actually. So, you know, very, very beautiful. Um, this is fantastic. I, I really like this. I think it's yeah. a good fun camp reference. It's, we'll give it a... I think it's a very soft yas. Any me. reference to Bjork gives me a strong yas. I've been re-listening to her first album lately. It's so good. And then we've got Mexi Shield coming down with some pepper mache. I love this. This is pure high camp, yeah. And actually... What is this? Is it a lobster? It's a no, prawn. No, no, she says it's a big prawn, but good observation because, to me, it reminds me of Mugler's lobster dress. Yeah, Which is also done for. by... Speaking of Sasha Bell, who we talked about earlier, who didn't understand the assignment, that was one of her looks. 
The, the lobster dress, the Mughal. I just find it really, really funny who the lady that we thought was Ursula is now coming as a shrimp, <laughs> as a prawn. Um, I th- I'm th- loving this these gives me pure drag. Some jetsome, maybe this oh, next. Please Can we predict the future. Can we? Those like prawn gauntlets were giving me life. I got so much enjoyment from watching Maxi Shield do Absolutely. this. Absolutely, so I'm, good. I'm with you. Next up, we have Electra Shock. Now, Electra mm. Shock is wearing. Um, sh- First of all, I want to say that this is a boot for me. For me, I love Scarlet. It's mm-hmm. a boot for me because I don't really, this really get Scarlet, the outfit. This is Scarlet. This is Sorry, Electra Shock. Um, so we've got Electra Shock walking down saying that she represents Tamaki Makoto. For people who don't know what Tamaki Makoto is, Tamaki is Auckland, Māori mm-hmm. for Auckland. And um, Makoto is um, of a thousand people. It's desired by many. Okay. So it's Tamaki, Auckland desired by many. So she's coming down with Auckland uh, as an inspiration. And she's wearing, people, she's wearing a, I think it's a moldy cloak, but okay. she's made it gay. And I think that's what she's... <laughs> so by, we're taking culture and we're making, and we're making it, it gay. gay. Okay. So yeah, so it's, uh, it's usually worn on special occasions, like a significant Huey or the coming together of people, a birthday, a graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when you would wear the cloak and you usually wear it with a high amount of respect. Okay. okay? Uh, and the, the, the Māori word for it is... Uh, it will come to me. Tom, fill the space. I uh, well, I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm like really, really appreciating the cultural references because you've explained them to me and they were lost on me before. I'll say as a costume, it's kind of crafty, but I love. For me, I'm happy to take like a strong concept over craftiness. It's not the best constructed garment. It's not the most flattering garment. And Electra, having seen her as a boy is much prettier than her makeup leads us to believe. Yeah. <laughs> no, Electra, you've got actually a great bone... St- you've got a great bone structure and lovely eyes. There's no need for your makeup to look like this. You look a bit sad slash angry. There's a bit of asymmetry in the eyes, isn't there? No, it's, it's a quarter wide. So she's wearing a quarter wide, which is the, the mouldy cloak. Uh-huh. And, and I think we can see like, James, Electra, as a guy's... Mm-hmm. Is, Quite a, she's he's attractive. He's dishy. He's trade. Yeah. He's trade. Yeah. Let's be real. He's, yeah. She's trade. So when you're trade as a guy, come on. <laughs> also, he's got make a, fa- it he's got a fantastic your drag figure. He could wear anything. Yeah. So I I, I and, love the message. You know, I thought that in the beginning, you have a great figure. You can wear anything. Mm-hmm. You're literally like the tea of coffee. Yes. You're the tea of coffee of what New Zealand. Comparison. You can wear anything. So please. So I'm. Loving the concept, not loving the execution. So I'm going to be a horrible C word from hell now and say boot. Uh, yeah, it is a boot, and I think but what, we don't we say pass actually. Don't l- we? L- l- a pass. That's a pass, and I think <laughs> to make that I happen. think Electra Shock would watch this uh, from home um, while downing a um, what's a uh, what's a drink in New Zealand that they um, have? Tui, a tui. <laughs> and saying, yeah, not my best look. Next up, we've got Coco Jumbo. Hey, Coco Jumbo. Coco <laughs> Jumbo is coming down. Um... So the link here is, uh, I think, one of the biggest exports or something from her community is bananas, she says. And who loves bananas more than King Kong? So, like, as an outfit and as a costume, it's, it's really cool and camp and funny. Hi, I'm Chanel, and I wear a costume. <laughs> a costume. It's, it is a costume. <laughs> it's a costume. I'm I'm gonna say two because it looks well executed, and the, you know I 
She does look gorgeous. She does look because her face is beautiful. <laughs> she, 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 she's beautiful. beautiful. And it reminds me a bit of that like Mugler hairdress, or you know, like Tamisha Man's hairdress that was very that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna give it's her. Done a well. It's, it's been a, done a, well. It's been done well. Costume done and well. Shit, shit, banana on the performed way, so. well. So yes. Next up, we've got Etcetera, Etcetera. Um. So I don't fully understand the hometown reference here, but that's probably just lost on me. That's probably just me being ignorant. Um, it's it's a structured Gautier esque corset uh, with a train. Was Gautier from Sydney? Gautier is from Sydney. Get <laughs> <laughs> um, from Sydney, yeah. Now it's it, overall it's it's got a lot of pretty elements. I will say it's reading, and I'm going to sound like such a horrible bitch from hell now. But it's reading a little cheap. It just wasn't the most polished presentation of the concept. So not my absolute favorite, but I like I like the structured corset and the you know the tall train and stuff, but it wasn't quite tying together. So is it a pass? I'm gonna pass that. I'm gonna give it a, a yeah. No, I'm gonna pass as well. I've, Next up, we got Jojo Saho. Now this look confused me. Well, talk about looks making you think. Okay, let's come back to that. Okay, because she said this is Marie Antoinette meets First Nations realness, right? Yes. What the. Yes, exactly. Now, she's obviously there to represent First Nation, her Aboriginality. And then she said that Marie Antoinette is, in, is um, she is, what did she say? Aboriginal Empire. She's challenged, she's uh, channeling Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. The thing is, Marie Antoinette is an emblem of the French aristocracy. She so is. she's an emblem of, you know, even though she's beautiful and glamorous, <laughs> she I mean, was killed in the course of the French Revolution. She you was. Know, let them eat cake. <laughs> yeah, aristocracy over the people. So I don't know why she chose Marie Antoinette as someone who's trying to represent First Nation now, my when take- she was oppressed. By this, it, these people, totally. I don't understand from. why she chose that look. My, I'm confused. My take on it is going to be maybe it's like a reclamation of imperialism to combine those elements. Because exactly as you say, Marie Antoinette represents aristocracy, privilege, and oppression. Even though she was an fashion icon who we've seen done every season on Drag Race, but maybe she was reclaiming that and repurposing that in a more First Nations Indigenous style i love the fact that she lifted up the the dress as a fan at the end and she said always was always will be so i'm really really appreciating jojo's commitment to making statements on the stage okay i love you and i'm gonna that's what i feel i feel Mm -hmm. like she had a really really nice outfit and decided to try to make it first nation by putting always was, always will be at the back. I would say, you know, the, the colouring, the, the colour palette and stuff wasn't Marie Antoinette. I'd be very, very interested to hear more about the choices behind the bustier and the train and stuff. Because I'm guessing, but I don't know, that that was more of a reference to her heritage. So I'd like to know more about that. And I think there's so much to talk about with this costume. So I'm giving her a gas because it's making me think and talk about things. But it's so blurred. It's so it doesn't make sense to me. You were pressed. We've by the kind person of made that you're it made sense. on the runway, but you're saying that you're representing First Nation. It's a it's a big pass for me, Tom. I think I think she's giving she's getting a ass from me, even if just for always was always will be because it's okay. such an important thing. To I love I love the always was always will be. I I love the fact that she's there to represent, and you know it's bringing up the. The situation, this is mm. it's still happening. Very much like Simone's Black Lives Matter. Absolutely, that's what it reminds but me. But hers of. made sense. Well, Simone is so so clever at making visual statements. Simone is just a notch above most people when it comes to that. 
I mean, okay. Well, anyway, moving on. Who's next? We got uh, Karen from finance. Karen from finance. Oh gosh. I mean, her, look. I think she's another lady with money. Yeah. Karen this, from finance. I mean, she expensive. is embezzling because these outfits are good. I like how she's representing her people by just being like a drunken hoe. A drunk white girl. Yeah. She she is drunk white girl. So and I love it. I, I can I can connect with that. I, I've been a drunk white girl. Um, and this Hervé, uh, Hervé Leger. I'm a drunk white girl right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you, there's a trend that goes on with this podcast. Is that we, we start off a very eloquent. We start off, hey, Elo- guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining in. <laughs> By the end of the podcast, it's like, um, so like, if you guys want, um, what was um, I can taste I can taste my tongue. <laughs> it starts to get very, very absurd. I think today we got on point. I think today we're okay. We've hit a balance. So it's very Hervé Leger inspired kind of like bandage dress, which I can kind of associate with that kind of like drunk white girl on the town kind of thing. I thought this was fun. It was very performative. I enjoyed it. Pat, okay. it's, a, it's a yes. Okay. So we've got Anita Wiglet walking down as a ram. Well, as, as a, a sheep. As a native Kiwi, what do you think of this? I think it's a sheep. I love this, yeah, because I, I wish... I think it's a costume. I wish Tace had done this to represent Wales on Drag Race because on Wales... In, in Wales... By the way, I'm Welsh, guys, if you're not tuned in before. Um, in Wales, people often use kind of like comparisons to sheep as like a derogatory thing about Welsh people. We're all farmers, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, and reclaiming that kind of derogatory criticism as i expect is perhaps leveled at people from new zealand as well is fun it's good to be empowered by that kind of thing so why not come out as a sheep it's actually a good outfit this bolero with the culottes i don't know why anyone would come from someone come for anyone who's um from a land of a sheep i mean they gave great material for clothing and also lamb is delicious. Oh, absolutely. I don't know why. Beautiful. And they're how beautiful. would you? They're how also could beautiful, you? intelligent creatures. I mean, it's delicious. <laughs> I, I really like this look. It's very costumey. Tom, is this a yes? I'm giving or it a, a yes. This is drag. This is drag. I'm loving it. This is drag. Okay, yeah. we'll give it a yes. We'll give it a yes, ma'am. Okay, next up we've got Ketamine. Oh, All Blacks. You, you predicted, I predicted it, it happened. This. And I'm really, really happy. Everyone, if you don't know this, in New Zealand, the All Blacks are the deities mm-hmm. of our nation. Mm-hmm. They are anything that happens to the All Blacks happens to everyone. Yeah. If it affects them, it affects me. They're on the wheat books. <laughs> they, um, they travel around schools. They mm-hmm. bring us uh, money. I don't know how, actually. Oh, tourism. Almost certainly. tourism. Yeah, anyway, all blacks are a big thing, so it's really, really cool that she did this. I really, really love it. This is camp. This is camp. This it's is like lovely. Bright's, it's, it's, it's like Bride of Frankenstein plays rugby. This could have been made by Florence Lee. It's very that, isn't it? This, it is. Yeah. It's very, very campy. She's got this kind of like Zach Posen-esque, like trumpet skirt silhouette, clear all blacks reference, Creole Deville hair, love it. Yes, it's a yes for both of us. And next up, we've got the last one is Art Simone. Now, she comes out looking very, very sophisticated, looking like Miranda Priestley off of uh, Devil Wears Prada. And then she reverses the cape and we've got this graffiti. Oh, um, art pop. I mean, this is beautiful. It's expensive. Do you remember Trinity on season nine tries to do something similar with like this graffiti kind of pattern? It actually takes quite a lot of taste and money to make it look this good. The key word being money. Money. This Simone's girl's got, got money. money. 
money. Simone's got money. Tom, we'll see it on the looks. We know all the girls now. Episode one. Congratulations to the queens of Drag Race Down Under. I need you to give me your top three and bottom two. Okay. So I think Aunt Simone's up there. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Um, I'm kind of... Do you know what I'm really trying to think? I think Scarlett Adams probably did really, really well. Um, I really liked what Coco Jumbo did. Mm-hmm. Although she could be criticized for not being naked enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like what Maxi Shield did. But again, she might be criticized for not being naked enough. They're kind of like my tops, I think. Your bottoms? Um... Oh, I'm going to have to think about it. You're usually better with okay, cool, criticism yeah. than me. The bottom for me is Jojo Saho. Definitely she's in the bottom. Mm-hmm. The next one I would have to say is... Oh, I want to say it's, it's one of my Kiwi girls. Any one of the Kiwi girls could be in the bottom for me. Because I don't like this look from Scarlett. Uh, sorry, from... Um, I don't like yeah. Electra's look, hometown look. Yeah. I don't like... Um, who's a kid and means nudity look. Mm-hmm. So it could be either one of them. The bottoms for me is going to be Jojo Zaho. It's going to be et cetera, et cetera. Or know, it's going to be either Electra or Kitamine. Do you know who I struggled with a bit as well as et cetera? Yeah. Unfortunately, because the statement no concept. was a little bit arresting. Yeah, it's very, very like, okay, what are you doing? You're wearing a dress. What, what I will say is these challenges are very, very hard to judge and can go either way, mm-hmm. as we saw on UK season two, because the judges do it entirely subjectively. And also it's very, very common to have one amazing look, one blah look yeah that makes it super duper hard to judge we would actually need to sit down with a powerpoint presentation or an excel spreadsheet to work yeah. this out properly so yeah which we don't have the time for unfortunately but for me the winner this week is art simone i'm gonna say the winner is art simone i'm gonna say the bottom two could be um now again going on the way it's been edited and plot lines could be judges a home it is judges a home will be in the bottom could be etc etc could be electroshock. Okay. Or ketamine for me. Let's have a look. Let's give a huge congratulations to Karen from Finance. She is the first winner of Drag Race Down Under. And she got a $3,000 tip. You know, glad that she got it. You know, she's a financial queen. She knows how to use that <laughs> she money. She invest it wisely. Yeah, exactly. The other top two was Art Simone and Scarlett Adams. How do you feel about that? Not mad about it, but I would have I would have given it to Art Simone. I felt like her looks were strongest, most cohesive, but I can appreciate the comedy that Karen brought. The look on Art Simone's face. Art Simone was like, okay, bitch, it's on. She was like... Um, Simone, is, she she's hit, she's in it to win it. Yeah, like it's hers to lose as far as she's concerned. Exactly, I feel like she feels like she's already won it. So every mm-hmm. time she doesn't get a win, she feels like something's being taken from her. Yeah, they're not having gotten something. I'm going to compare her it's right not- now to Vivienne in season one of Drag Race UK. This is the allegory. This is the metaphor. Yep. And so the bottom two this week is what well, the bottom three was. Eh, Coco Jumbo uh, was. Coco Jumbo, uh, it was Electra Shock, Shock and, and Jojo Zaho. and the the top the top bottom twos was Jojo Zaho. We said from the outset that like Coco, like sh- she cannot be in the bottom two because her second look was so expensive looking and so good, and I do appreciate the sense of comedy that she brought. I, I you know, she I really liked what she did actually. Jojo Zaho and 
Electroshock, uh, the bottom two for the first episode. And it's, you know what? It's Australia versus New Zealand, isn't do, it? And it's a rugby th- game. It's do, like, oh gosh. Do you know what the theme was, particularly? Second look, strong message, confused delivery. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, for both of them, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Both of them representing New Zealand and Australia. <gasps> da, da, da. So That's it never really happened is. before. It, this is a rugby match. It is. It really is. It's Australia versus New Zealand. And before it even started, what I say, first of all, I said this. I said, oh, yeah, Electra's already won. <laughs> I said, Electra's won. Well, you know Electra as a dancer. Yeah, as Electra's won. Mm-hmm. And watching it, it was very much like, Electra girl, you didn't have to go so hard. She's dead. <laughs> Electra girl, like, what What are you doing? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like someone's lying down and you're still like shooting them. It's, it's, like, it's, like, over. When, it's like in Takum when you do that rugby tackle move and then you just start pounding them. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was very dark. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's what it is. You know, and it was, it was almost like they were both um, trying to, it was like, it was like a shot. Shade competition as well. It was slightly reminiscent of Shangela versus Venus Delight in season three of the US one, except you know how that got actually really quite aggressive and they started like hurting each other. They they stayed away from that and it was like fun shade being thrown at each other. Yeah, it was fun yeah. shade, but the thing is, Electra did fun shade, did a character, and also did a split, uh, did a twirl, and did some dancing as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a it was a very easy win for Electra. And I hope that now that she's done it, she's like, okay, cool. I felt what it's like to be at the most bottom in this competition. Now yeah. I'm going to start working from there. Now the worst has happened. Why don't I just try to give everything I have? So very much congratulations to Electra for sending home Jojo Zaho. Not being funny, but we predicted the narratives here. I said in the first two minutes, she's an early out. Didn't I not? I and I Rewind said, the tape. Electra's going to be a lip sync assassin. She just gave me early off vibes. Someone who just didn't really know what was what, who she's about yet. But um, she had a good run. Do you know what? I see Jojo in the future really like crystallizing her sense of being a drag activist. This is the beginning. I know this is a cliche. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of her career and she's finding her way. And I, I think she's going to do important things in the future. Mm. Right, that's it. This is Drag Race Down Under with one Windsor Karen from Finance and a uh, a victorious dance from Electric Shock. Yeah, and bye bye Jojo Zaho. Yeah, next week. What the hell? Next week, we've already seen the previews. Mm-hmm. It's the Snatch Game. I'm a fan of this because I think we've had a little bit of a history recently of having underpopulated Snatch Games. You need at least eight girls for a good Snatch Game, and nine is even better. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we'll have to see how it goes, but I'm so... I'm actually quite... Speechless. I'm speechless. <laughs> Can't believe it. Can't believe it. It's so really an episode two never ever happened before. But let's see if the girls are up to that. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Spilling the Gene T podcast. If you would like to do us a huge favor, write us a review. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, write us a review there. Wherever you are listening, whatever platform you're using, please do so. It really helps our algorithm. Really does. Helps us get our message out there. Helps us get our voice out there. And if you don't have any of those, please go into podchaser.com write us a review on there and if you do you will get a lovely shout out on the next week's episode <laughs> we also girl. have a lovely Instagram if you want to follow us on Spilling the GT on Instagram and on Twitter and Twitter you'll find us there but that's it for now we'll see you guys next week this is Bolo and Dr. Tom we'll see you guys later lots of love guys see you soon